0: Welcome into the Blue Bloods. We are joined by a very, very special guest, new North Carolina A&T head coach, Vincent Brown coach. Told you before the show, but congratulations again. You know, what's this experience been like for you and what's these past few days been like as you were just officially announced earlier this week as the official head coach for North Carolina A&T?
1: It has been amazing. Uh and it has been a whirlwind. It's like, oh, you got to meet this person, got to talk to this person, got to meet with that person. It is. But it's been awesome. I'm, I'm loving the the family atmosphere. Everybody has been, you know, so warm and inviting and uh, and really just, you know, can't wait to to continue um, what we're trying to get going here.
0: Absolutely. So we've been trying to spotlight some of the, the new head coaches around the FCS. And the first question has to be the same. What was it about North Carolina A&T that made it the place for you?
1: So there are a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work at very strong academic institutions. And A&T has a great reputation, especially when it comes to the STEM program, uh, educating uh, engineers, engineers. <clears throat> And then when I got a chance to meet with athletic director Hilton and we talked about the direction of the athletic department as a whole and the vision of the department and its football program and the commitment that the university has made, it it just felt like a perfect marriage for me.
0: And real quick, before we get into some more specifics about a and you've been with head coach Mike London for a long time. You coached on the staff at Richmond. You went from Howard to William & Mary. What is your relationship like with him, and how much has he meant to your career, and what's it going to be like being you know, on the other sideline throughout the CAA?
1: It's been uh, an amazing opportunity to be with Coach London. He's a great mentor, great friend, a great coach, um i love him i mean he's like a, a brother it will be interesting um but i'm looking forward to it absolutely and the
0: the transfer portal has has really changed recruiting for you and and, and coaches around college football. How is your staff and and yourself planning to balance not only recruiting the high school trail, but also JUCO level and the transfer portal? Is there a certain percentage balance you're looking for, or is it just, you know, we're going to fill our needs accordingly?
1: I believe you, you build your roster through high school recruiting and then you use the portal to augment and supplement, specific gaps and you know we're in uncharted territory because relatively new in terms of the success of those teams that recruit and retain the high school students and only kind of plug in transfer portal versus the teams that go out and you know and they bring in 25 transfers at one time and you know they make a run So, you know, I think for us, we want to recruit the high school athletes and use the portal to supplement uh, areas that we may not be able to find.
0: And with that, too, recruiting areas and pipelines are so important. And and you've coached, you know, at, at multiple different places, have connections to different high school areas, different states. Is it going to be important to build kind of a pipeline in that North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia area, are you also looking to really go nationally in, t- in terms of time and kind of pull back some of those other pipelines that you've originally used at other locations?
1: Yeah, so uh, we're going to recruit North Carolina first and foremost. I believe there's enough talent here to really um, fill out the, the bulk of your roster. But the a and brand is a national brand. And there are people that we've encountered over our years coaching in various areas that we have relationships built with that will call and say, hey, this kid would be an ideal fit for you, your system and the university. Um, And so we'll certainly look to recruit those those players also. But North Carolina, first
0: and foremost. And you're in an interesting spot. And with the NCAA creating the early signing day has really put certain schools in weird situations in terms of missing one signing day and having to reload in the national signing day in February. How, How are you and your staff looking to almost kind of make up ground on some of the coaching staffs that had all that time to sign kids in December? And what are you guys looking to accomplish as this February signing day approaches?
1: Yeah, so fortunately, A um, and signed five kids in the early signing period, and I got a chance to watch all five of them. Uh, several of those kids, we were rec- we were recruiting at William and Mary, <clears throat> you know, uh, and so they got quality uh, young men in that early signing period. We will look at our needs based on who's who left and went into the portal and whatnot. And we'll try to find the, the very best player that fits, you know, the academic uh, structure that we're looking for and talent wise, you know, and, and there's a lot of really talented players on the high school level that are kind of out there because many other universities are recruiting solely through the portal right now. So there's a lot of talent still to be found.
0: And you guys are, and you know this, being you've coached at Richmond, William and Mary, the CAA, the biggest FCS conference. We saw the success in the playoff that William and Mary, Richmond, Elon, some of these other schools had. How are you looking at that as as a challenge? And how do you how do you think your time at those other stops have prepared you to prepare A as they move into such a loaded conference in the CAA?
1: Yeah, I mean. Uh having been in CA and having won a national championship kind of gives you the vision of what it took to build that program, how it was, how that roster was constructed and winning a CAA championship and then winning a CA championship this past season gave, gives me great insight into how you can develop a team or like when we were at Richmond, It was The team was, you know, pretty much intact. We just had to to take them to the next step, which we were able to do. And I think there's some talent here. There's enough talent here to go in and be very competitive in the conference, you know, barring uh, any injuries or things like that. And then, you know, the remainder of this signing period, we just got to go recruit top caliber players that we feel like may be able to go in and help us uh, if needed early on.
0: As a defensive guy, you've coached some of the best defenses at the FCS level. You had a Buck Buchanan Award finalist this past season with John Pius, freshman All-American last year with Nate Lynn, uh, a freshman All-American this year with Jalen Jones as well. W- looking at the film, kind of looking at the roster right now at A&T, what excites you about this defense, and how excited are you to to kind of get in the building and start building a defense like you're accustomed to seeing?
1: Well, they, they do a lot of things uh, philosophically very similar to what we did, which is play a lot of man coverage and uh, and let those guys up front get after the quarterback. And we we believe the same thing. We, we structured things a little bit differently, but from a philosophical standpoint, we were very, very similar. Um, so, you know, that's exciting because you have guys that know how to play press man. And you have defensive linemen that know what it is to get up the field and beat blocks and attack the quarterback. So really excited about that piece.
0: And you've seen – head coaches take different approaches. We've seen head coaches that are very hands-on in terms of positional group scheme and things like that and a more CEO type of approach as a head coach. What is your plan as a head coach coming into your first head coaching opportunity at the FCS level? Are you looking to be a little bit more hands-on with the defense? Or are you looking to take more of a CEO role and let your coordinators do a lot of the, the coaching inside the positional rooms?
1: Well, when you, when you hire great people, you want to allow them to do their jobs. And so, I'm certainly not going to micromanage either aspect of our program, but when you're the head coach, you're the head coach of the entire team. And so you really need to have a sense as to what is going on in every aspect of the operation from offense, special teams, recruiting, alumni relations, every aspect you need to be involved in. And so, um, yeah, I, I may be, intimately involved in some aspects of the defense, but I do not plan on running the defense.
0: Yeah, that I completely agree with that. I think a lot of people, you know, kind of get caught up in the distinction of like there's a complete CEO and being completely hands off compared to other things. You've heard a lot of analysts and people talk about that. Also, you are a graduate of Mississippi Valley State. You all, all American there. What does it mean to you for your first head coaching opportunity to come at an HBCU and how enticing was that to you in the interview process, knowing that you would be able to take a step back and do HBCU football?
1: It was very enticing. It was very appealing uh, because I've had opportunities to talk to some other folks, uh, some HBCUs and some PWIs and, and, you know, graciously declined some of those because I just didn't feel like they'd be right fits. But this one is really special and it's interesting. You know, when I was in school, we played A&T and I've met a lot of the, the alums that were here when I was playing and we talked about the battle that we had here and back in uh, Itabena. So, you know, it's just a tremendous uh, opportunity and a great environment to be in a program where football is very important to them. It's very important to the fan base, the athletic director, the chancellor. It is very important to them. We wanna be successful and we wanna win. uh, But at the same time, our mission is to graduate these young men, to educate them, to make sure they get their degrees and to compete compete for championships.
0: And going into year one in the CAA, the schedule was released earlier this week, so we know what's, what's what's on the slate. You guys got a tough opening game against UAB, North Carolina Central, of course, the in-state rivalry game, the Celebration Bowl champions. W- expectations into year one, where are you setting them, and what's kind of been the conversation behind the scenes on what to expect year one at North Carolina A&T?
1: Yeah, um, we, we're going to build a tough, competitive, strong, uh, determined team that will fight to the to the end. And I've never ever gone into a game not thinking that we can win the game. And I, you know, I've played FBS programs when we we're at the FCS level. I've never gone into a game with the mindset that we couldn't win. And that's certainly going to be the case here. Every game we're going to go into, we're going to play to win, and we're going to expect to win.
0: Absolutely, and I think that, that's kind of encompassed this year. You guys knocked off an FBS program over at William & Mary this season to open the year to kind of kick off that season. Also, when you're putting together a staff and, and you're having to do intro press conferences, what's been the most difficult thing of like these first opening days for you being the new head coach? What's been the biggest challenge thus far?
1: Well, you know, part of putting the staff together is finding – People that share a similar vision, and you know, w- would be completely on board with the vision of the head coach, and talented teachers also. Teachers that can mentor and help uh, develop these young men, and when you find those people, other people find them attractive also. So yeah. you have to make sure you're doing your very best. You try to attract them to what what makes A and T special, um, and really, it's just been getting to know. Uh, the support systems here, the support personnel, uh, and trying to ingratiate myself with the people in the a uh, and family.
0: Absolutely. Coach, the final question for me. What is your message to all the a and fans out there about what they can expect from you over these next few seasons and just what you need from them going into the 2023 season?
1: Well, you can expect to see a disciplined, tough, competitive team that's going to fight to the end. Uh, We're going to play an exciting brand of football. And I know that can be relative to, to whomever, you know, it doesn't mean we're going to throw the ball 75 times a game, but it's going to be fun, entertaining. And most importantly, we're going to be competitive. Uh, And I I would just say, you know, we're going to need the support of the A&T faithful uh, throughout the course of the season, as we develop the young men, and build the things necessary to compete at an elite level.
0: Coach, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations again. I know I'm really, really excited to see what a does this year under your direction. But, guys, make sure to follow Coach Brown on all social media. Stay tuned for more a updates. And I will definitely be coming up to Greensboro for a game this year, Coach. But, guys, for Coach Vincent Brown, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.